Welcome to the GPS Training Podcast, the monthly podcast keeping you up to date with everything in the world of outdoor GPS navigation. Welcome to this month's GPS Training Podcast. It's our 58th episode. This month, I'm again joined by our co-host Ian, our South of England trainer here at GPS Training. So, welcome Ian to this month's GPS Training Podcast. Good morning, John. Have you been up to much over the last month, Ian? Uh, I think we've done quite a few courses, haven't we? We have, yeah. Did you manage to dodge the showers in the South Downs last weekend? People don't know, this is the Wednesday, Thursday that we're recording. The Wednesday, Thursday that we're recording. Thursday, John. Um, before before it goes out on the Sunday, and and, and you watched the news, there was all this flooding down south at the weekend, Ian. Oh. And I know you were delivering a course, so you managed to dodge it. Uh, just about actually, yeah, we timed it pretty well. We, um, yeah, sun- Saturday was better than forecast, and I said to the guys, never come on a course with me because it virtually always rains. And and um, Sunday, Sunday, absolutely threw it down in the morning when we were inside, thankfully. And we just met. There was quite a lot of thunder though. Um, at the top of the downs when we were up up there, but which kept you. Do we go any further? <laughs> there was no lightning then, was there not? No lightning. No, it was just a lot of thunder. Um, and yeah, um, it was actually quite good because we stood on the top of the downs and you could see into the sort of like the Sussex Weald uh, between the north and the south downs, and it was absolutely throwing it down with rain. And we were we were blessed with a bit of dryness and. So we did just about manage to escape it. Yeah. I think when you get up height, it makes you realise how localised that rain is or the weather is, yeah. isn't it? When you clear that yeah. bit of height, you yeah. can look down and you see the showers running up the coast or up the valleys, bottoms, and you're in yeah. glorious sunshine. Or yeah. Like, you know, two miles away. It makes you realise how localised these showers yeah. are, isn't it? Yeah. If you're in it, yeah. you're going to get flooded, as well, we saw on the television. <laughs> yes. or, or in your case, you were kind of overlooking we were, it and we were it was not going to come towards kept, you. Kept dry, yeah. yeah. It all sounds good. So, in this month's GPS training podcast, we have a quick update about the OS map. We'd look and discuss the GPS courses and a new GPS course we're proposing going forward. We have a new piece, which is Andy's Top Tech, which is looking at some of the updates on outdoor GPS units. Next thing is, before we head away on our holidays with your GPS units, a few things to work through before you head off. And then we've asked Ian. Ian, answer the questions you've been asking him over the last month on Top Tech and questions about your GPS unit. And then finally, we look at the GPS training YouTube channel, a quick update on that. So the first thing on this month's GPS training podcast is a quick update from Ian regarding the problems he's encountering with the OS app. Ian, the story continues. (laughs) Where do we start? Um, I think the common denominator, John, is uh, the city of Southampton, because that's where the OS are, that's where Garmin are. And it's like, you know, sort of like shelling peas, uh, it seems, with OS, because... So we highlighted the problem that they've got rid of the, the root GPX option export um, out of their app. So everything goes as a track. And I get one email from one person saying, well, we don't see what the problem is because everyone really likes it. And the next email you get is from someone else saying, yeah, we've had a few complaints. We'll look into it and we'll and we'll get back to you. Um, and we will actively look into it. Um, and then you get an email from someone else saying, actually, we're really not that bothered about it. And it seems to me that no one really understands the, um, the reasoning behind it, why some people like the routes, some people like the tracks. I know that tracks do have a place by themselves um, for some activities. 
but it's just sort of like I seem to be going around in circles with them a bit and yeah they they sort of like I think it like you're talking to people who don't really understand I mean they they are clearly not walkers they're not cyclists then they don't clearly do anything and the latest email was oh, so we we had this option until March then they took it away and then the latest email two days ago was well we'll look at, at probably bringing that in as an enhancement at a later date and I'm thinking well it it was there you've taken it away and it's just I mean it clearly OS have got no idea just how useless their app is because yes yeah, it sounds like the information that of what is going to happen before isn't being cascaded down to the team yeah, we've just got lots yeah. of individuals just fobbing you off ian to be honest yeah, that's oh, the reality oh, they're it, just fobbing you off and uh, but then you see the things though john that i copy the chief executive of the os into all these app into all my emails so he sees what's going on and yet he clearly seems as if he doesn't obviously because he's the chief executive clearly doesn't understand the 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 problem but what i say to them is is that you know they keep on telling me but you can do the workaround on the web-based version which you can but there's no point saying trying to sell it to you as an app if the app won't work for you know using it as a as a route planning option for if you've got a gps i mean it's okay if you just use their app but you know so i think what they're trying to do it's this crazy thing where they're trying to encourage people to use their mobile phones as a means of navigation I don't think that they, you know, no one really thinks, as we've talked about many times before, of the safety aspects or the lack of safety with a mobile phone. Um, you know, they don't understand the, the, no one really understands, I think, how, as a GPS owner, you would want to use their app. And I think that's the bottom line. I, it's very interesting, do you think, because that is exactly what OS are doing. Have I, have I told you about my conversation at, at the outdoor show with the OS team or not? No. no. So no. you know I went to the, out, the outdoor show, yes. um, the, ex, the yeah. uh, trade yeah. fair um, last month. I think it was last month down in Liverpool. Fantastic day. Yeah. So I went across the OS stand, and, and it's great because people know um, our business is Shepherd's Walk. So on my name badge, it says Shepherd's Walks Limited. It has nothing to do with GPS training. It has nothing to do. So I kind of I inadvertently go in and ask what questions I want with these people in finance. So I went to the OS stand and said, uh, I believe that you're not going to continue with your GPS unit because in the past they worked with an overseas company who produced no, uh, a, a, a GPS unit which yeah. is branded as Ordnance Survey. So this guy then went, no, oh yeah, that's right. We're discontinuing. We're not going to go into the hardware systems anymore. We're going to completely stop producing. We're going to concentrate more on the app and the the software that runs on these apps. So that is the way forward that they are going. And this guy went into. I'm not going to go into. I can talk all day about it. But yeah, we went in for ten mm. minutes. To, it was quite pathetic, Ian, because he was showing me blooming tea towels with maps on and things. Like, this is the OS. I don't want to buy a tea towel with a map on. What happens when it gets wet? <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> but you know, yeah. that was it. Oh, look, we do this water bottle with the OS brand. I'm like, I don't care. I want yeah. OS. Is yeah. OS. I brought up with OS. And I want yeah. OS to be quality maps to understand yeah. the hardware it sits on, whether it's Garmin yeah. or SatMap yeah. or yeah. their own GPS yeah. unit. But instead, you're trying to flog bloody... Sorry, I shouldn't swear on the podcast. <laughs> I mean, tea towels. <laughs> it's crazy. <gasps> 
That's the first time I've sworn on a podcast. But anyway. Oh, John. But, but I did chuckle, really, because actually this guy gave me the full hit. I, said, cause I knew, well, of course, I knew quite a bit. I was like, oh, well, you know this X, Y, uh, you know, the, the manufacturer, oh, we're still going to work with those people. And I, he's giving me the whole in and out of the industry, yeah. not knowing who I was. Well, ah, well, there you are. So, yeah, it was it was a fascinating chat. I did, I did then screw back to the garment stand and tell them exactly what, where his business plans were. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which mean, Tom was chuckling away, I must add, so... I mean, it's as if they've, you know, they've thrown all their their care of safety for walkers out the window mm-hmm. by not wanting to recognise that actually they have an app. They, their app there, as far as I see it, should be there for walkers to be able to use to plan walks to then transfer to a GPS, not to let people go up into the hills and mountains with a mobile phone. That's right. But the trouble is, you know, so it seems to me no one in OS really understands what they're developing. And also, I think it's the, you know, say it's the safety aspect of what they're encouraging people to do. And I think as well, a lot of their staff, you're saying the staff aren't walkers, their staff will run their app on their iPhones and their Android phones as they're walking around Southampton in the evenings or something like that. They're not going out into the downs or the hills of the Lake District or the Scottish Highlands using a mobile phone to navigate with and realise it's not fit for purpose. But actually, when they're walking around in the nighttime in the dust with a lovely uh, (laughs) iPhone 11, which has cost them £1,200 with a fantastic screen on it, actually, why would you not think there's anything anything else in this world exactly yeah, yeah. but only uh, as, as we experience you go out on the hills and you this thing goes flat at lunchtime or you drop it and smashes the screen or the sun comes out you can't see the screen yeah you know what well, it's not really fit for purpose is it no well, no, no so i think you know my answer to them is well i know of other third party apps that that i i can and will use and you know and the thing is it, it makes no business sense because it will just i reckon in time turn the walking community who the the serious walking community away from them because it's it's of no use to them it's such a poor business decision it seems and wait till the new gps training route plan software comes along ian it is when, imminent i spoke but, to him last it week coming? it well when's it's, it coming, it's this month beginning well beginning of august within the next Fantastic. couple of weeks so within this next month it will be there i spoke to the guy um last week or 10 days ago and he says yeah he's on he was working he was slogging through the heat was his exact word he's working on it and there's nothing needed by us at this point but we will proceed so i'm hoping that within the next couple of weeks we'll see it come to the fore and then that's it we'll just and, dominate the world then either. and then we can just bin this useless os <laughs> fantastic <laughs> and then we can criticize the gps training absolutely <laughs> yes why not <laughs> <laughs> okay so that's the first, first update on the os app experience The next thing on this month's GPS training podcast is a look at the GPS training course we have coming up up this summer and some plans we have in the future. So we'll put this in the podcast for a number of, of reasons. A, get yourself booked on a course. Self-publicity, you can't beat it in. Other key thing that's come up, I think, in the last couple of weeks is, I don't know if people realise a lot of the accommodation is getting very, very booked up around the country. I had a gentleman who wants to come on the Garmin course, which is this weekend coming up, a Garmin course in Northumberland. He said, I'm really struggling to get accommodation. So I, really? So I spent, I kind of thought, that's just a, a poor excuse. So I went on and started Googling accommodation. And I couldn't believe how much, how little accommodation is now available mm. with, um, I think, everybody's holidaying in this country and therefore a lot of the B&Bs, a lot of the hotels are, are fully booked up. So again, 
think ahead. If you are coming on a course, no, we kind of we kind of go into a bit of a summer break over August. We've got a few courses. No, when we come out of that um, that break in 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 September, no, Ian's got a course fourth or fifth of September in the New Forest. Then we're in the Lakes, eleventh and twelfth of September. Northumberland, eighteenth and nineteenth of September. South Downs, twenty fifth, twenty sixth of September. And then we're up into Scotland, Peebles, second and third of October. So we literally got courses every weekend. So if you want to come on one of the courses, do get yourself. Um, Booked onto this course, uh, of course, get your accommodation booked. I think that's the key thing, and then you can uh, you can join us. So, the courses so far have been well, very well received. Ian, haven't they? I've been reading some yeah. fantastic feedback that yeah. both yourself and Andy have yeah. had on, on the courses recently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and I think the thing is, people are just really happy to be sort of like out there, really, aren't aren't they? Doing things, and I mean, I I think I suppose some people have um, done a bit of self teaching through the lockdowns and what have you but I think also you get a few people you know I've I've had a few people that have just said it's really nice just to be back doing things a group and and yeah something yeah. totally different it is and again I always say I've said last time in the podcast if people are willing to put the effort and the expense to come in on a weekend course mm. it shows yeah. a willingness to get a ground GPS unit and they will you know they indulge themselves in that for 14 yes. hours 15 yeah. hours of training you yeah. will walk away with a very good knowledge of how to use your outdoor GPS unit won't you really mm-hmm. yeah absolutely so and yeah go on yes. Ian. yeah and and as you say there are very few questions that come back into the office after yeah. after the course because I think we I love I, the the customers I like on our courses is like halfway through a Saturday morning you see someone sitting there with a sheet of paper and it's like they've come you know which I think is really good they've really thought what they want to get out of the weekend and it's like a shopping list of questions and you sort of get I get to the end of the Sunday and I think I say to them I say look can you you know have I have you completed your shopping list yet but I think it's good because people really sit down and and think what they want to achieve out of it and I think that's good for the weekend you see that light bulb moment just points where you're teaching you suddenly go these people go oh my word that's with the course feel alone just that one thing of how to to create a waypoint of your starting point x y and z so you suddenly see these little and they kind of go wow that's fantastic see that enthusiasm really you know like did suddenly suddenly they understand what they're trying to do yeah, um, it yeah. all comes together so yeah, yeah if you do fancy it come book onto one of our um, Garmin or Satmap courses say we've got Satmap courses coming up actually the 7th of August here in Northumberland um, so do get yourself booked on uh, that and then we have that bit of a break to September where Ian starts in the new forest and then going forward I'm going to trial that trial this later on this year we're going to start a, a new but old course we did this a number of years ago we're going to look at what a gps in the hills course i don't know if we're going to call it that so if people have been on our two-day course we're going to do a more advanced course a practical course in the hills now this is only going to be invitee only e.g you'll have to have been on a course in the last five years we're going to work out the the facts of this but then it'll be a one-day course a practical course to put everything we've learned in our two-day course into practice so again we'll have to have a time scale if you'll have to be on a course in the last five years or something i'm going to try it up in the in the north um i think i'm going to do this in september october um i think we're going to do it in uh, we've talked about doing it in yetton which is just in scotland and then walking to the chivets from uh, the end of the pennine way and i'm just going to go out with a a small group of people who i've taught on courses both peebles and northumberland and maybe the lake district just to kind of a bit of a um a beta version that's what we should be calling it just kind of go through it and then i can kind of work out right okay this is what we're gonna how we're going to deliver it so it's a new 
um, going further course. So again, if you have been on a course with us in the last five years, you you will be getting an email about that in the coming months. So just be patient with us as we put together. Then Ian and I will have a few Zoom, Zoom meetings and bits and bobs, and we'll work out what I tend how we're going to work through that. Ian, you are up for it, yeah. aren't you, Ian? <laughs> That's oh. I'd ask you. <laughs> well, ask you I mean, well, we discussed it a few weeks ago. We discussed we? it. I never and asked you. You're ready to do it or yeah, not? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm doing it. <laughs> That's um, right. But no, as I say, be, I mean, I think the thing is, John, that I, I, and, and the reason why I think I mentioned it to you initially was because, I mean, as as we know, we've tried it, and it it was just finding a date when people would want to do a thing like that. But I do get, you know, we do, I do get asked quite a lot by people on the courses. You know, do we do? You know, do we do anything else? Kind of thing. So, um, I think the problem think, was last time when we did it in. The problem was was we kind of put it out to a general public, and therefore, yes. because it's slightly yeah. cheaper, because it's not a two day course, it's not in a yeah. classroom. We got yeah. uh, people going, "Oh, that's a cheaper course. I'll go on that." I've yeah. already got a good yeah. knowledge of a GPS tuning, but what we found was yeah. they come on. You kind of go, "Well, let's create a waypoint where we go. I don't know how to do that? Let's yeah. do this. I don't know how to do that." And therefore, it it turned into a two-day course compressed into one a really uh, the person yeah. who had invested the time and the money in a two-day course they didn't take the skid on any further they just kind of just went yeah. over it again so yeah. i think this time yeah. is we have to do it invitee only people you've been on the course you've, you've kind of to a, a standard and then we can build from there and go go further forward yeah. and it yeah. will be you know it's going to be a fair not a fair bit of walking but you know we're going to be out going doing you know six ten twelve miles or something like that i would have thought we need to well i, th- I think that's what it's got to be hasn't mm-hmm. it you know so like a, a, a really nice long day's day's walk and and yeah and let's hope it doesn't rain on you ian <laughs> oh i'm sure it will do <laughs> guaranteed it will do john <laughs> To find out more about our GPS training courses, please go to our website, gpstraining.co.uk, and click on GPS training courses on the top menu bar. The next thing on this month's GPS training podcast is Andy's Handy Top Tech Updates. Andy. Do you like Hello. that name, do you? I do, yeah. Andy, Andy. <laughs> We've having lots of debates in the office of what to call this column. So, if people don't know, if you're not listening to Pad Podcast, past podcast is Andy is back now at GPS Training and doing all the tech support and uh, supporting our customers post-sales or if people have bought a support package from ourselves. So, I thought we're going to on the podcast every couple of months and we're going to discuss some of the bigger issues that are currently going on with outdoor GPS units and if there is a solution to them. So, Andy, the first one is the 125,000 top of Great Britain Pro map card on the Garmin GPS map 65S. Do you want to explain what the problem is and then the solution to the problem? Yeah, if no there is problem. One. So, yeah, we um, when the 65S unit was launched, as with all our Garmin units, we put them up for sale with the 1-50 to map card or the Garmin map card that is 1 to 25 and 1 to 50 for all of Great Britain and what we discovered after we'd sold a few for some reason the 1 to 25 map card when you use it with a map 65s you weren't able to see all of the regions on the unit so it's split into five regions if anyone's bought a 1 to 25 map card you have like north of England north Scotland south Scotland east England and west England Plug your unit into Basecamp software, everything's fine. You can see all the regions. We knew we didn't have an issue with the map cards because we tried them in all our other units. Um, so a little bit frustrating. We couldn't work out why you could only see a couple of the regions. 
So that was the problem. So we put that to Garmin to for a solution because we had a number of customers obviously get in touch after they purchased the unit to why they couldn't see. It was the West England and Wales one. And it was the Scotland, Scotland, it was the, actually it was three regions. It was the Southern Scotland, North Scotland and West England that they couldn't see. Well, all right, Northumberland, they can see the North of England one. Um, So obviously we put it to Garmin and they came back with, they weren't aware of an issue. And for some reason, they didn't seem to be able to replicate it. The famous, I can't replicate it. (sighs) So what we did is, um, we thought, well, the best way is... um, to send our unit to Garmin's tech support with the map card in so they could see it and see what the issue was, even though I thought they would have just taken one off the shelf themselves. But hey-ho, that's what we did, because we always try to get the bottom of these solutions for customers. We, we'll we always say report it to Garmin so they get it from the customers and not just ourselves, so they know it's a genuine problem and it's not just a one-off that we've found. Um, but what we've done, um, in a nutshell, we sent our unit to Garmin, and luckily they have come back and said, yes, we can see there's an issue there. It'll be a little bug in the firmware. We will work on a fix. And what's nice, we've just had an email off them in the last couple of days to say they're going to prioritise it with their engineers as, as a high alert firmware fix for the 65S and the 1 to 25 map card. And a little bit of a thing to Garmin. Can we have our GPS unit back, Garmin, please? Because you seem to have had it for about a month or six weeks today to try and rectify this problem. So um... Yeah, we need our unit back. But I mean, we'll, what, what I'm going to do is put an email out once we get some more information to the customers who have got in touch with us regarding that. So if you are listening to this and you are one of those customers, this this was just in the last day or two that we got the information back. Um, I know I have gotten in touch with some of you, but I will put an email out to the people that I've been dealing with just to say we're waiting for the, the firmware fix, which hopefully won't be too far away. Yeah, and I think that's been spiralled up to America and there's going to be a software update that will hopefully sort that problem out. And yeah. uh, I'm, I'm quite amazed that nobody else um, has flagged that problem up with them, but hey-ho, that's Garmin for you. So the second one is the fit file on the Garmin GPS map 66 range in relation to the elevation, isn't it? Yeah, what what we've noticed is it was I got a few emails from customers asking me about elevation data on the GPS map 66 units. So what they were finding is it was actually when they were saving a, an activity at the end of a walk, a hike, etc. They were looking at that trip log screen. And the elevation data seemed to be over-exaggerated. Now, we know there's other reasons other than potentially a bug in a unit why elevation data can be incorrect. It can be down to the barometric altimeter not being calibrated, not letting the altimeter settle down before you start a walk, things like that. Often people will get out the car where they've had the unit in their pocket and that different air pressure and temperature when they get out and they start the recording straight away. But we did a little bit of testing ourselves because obviously customers, you know, that's what they hope that we'll do for them. Um, we'll take it that little step further and try and replicate any issues. And um, it was more to put customers' minds at rest that they didn't have faulty units and that if our units were doing the same, there was potentially a bug. So what we've discovered, um, I don't know if listeners realise, on a lot of the modern Garmin GPS devices now, when you record an activity, there's a setting in the unit that we normally set in the recording settings where you record a GPX file and a dot fit file. The GPX file is normally the one historically that we would view in Garmin's Basecamp software and the dot fit file is the one that the apps like Garmin Connect use. But it's this dot fit file that is the one that displays on your GPS in the trip computer and the elevation screen when you're recording. And what we found is that there seems to be a little bug in that fit file because the reading in the GPX file when you plug into Basecamp software and look at that or on your unit 
you go into the track folder when you finished an activity and saved it and you go into archive tracks and look at the track that you've just saved the track file has good elevation data and it's the one when you look at your um, activity recordings that has this incorrect data so we have made Garmin aware of it um, obviously to firmware fix is what we're looking for and they are testing at the moment for us so hopefully we'll have some more news on that but it's so it just sounds like a bug in the unit because the gpx file seems to be pretty okay and it's this fit file so i suppose the thing to do would be when you finished an activity and you've saved it on your map 66 go into the track folder in the main menu and have a look at the, the, the automatically go into the archive tracks so go into your archive tracks and look at the one from the date that you've just saved and have a look at the data there at the moment rather than going into the activities folder oh, brilliant. so the gpx file is storing it the correct the correct data and the dot fit file is giving the incorrect data just, the just slightly exaggerated it seems to be yeah brilliant next thing is the montana 700 so the famous question we've had this a few times on courses actually the montana 700 crashing um so why is it crashing then yeah, what we've discovered again is just a little bug um there's lots of workarounds with this very quick workarounds but it's just to make you aware that we have let garmin know if you've got the issue yourselves and you've noticed it also please email garmin as well it just helps us but what we've noticed on the montana 700 series when you've recorded activities or you've got a current activity recording and you want to view that what we used to be able to do or what we, t we do do on some other units you can use the little spy glass that you have at the bottom of your montana 700 which you normally use to find a route a waypoint a track you want to navigate on but one of the options there you can use the spy glass and search for your current activity so you go spy glass activities um, recordings and look at your current activity and what we're finding is when you do that it seems to be crashing the unit so what we're saying to customers if you do want to look at your recorded activity if you touch the home button the little house symbol at the bottom of the the screen on your montana 700 and then you've got a folder called um, rec re rec um recordings and you go into that recordings and look at them that way so it's dead simple to do it's just rather than using the spyglass at the bottom to look at your recordings you're using the home button and actually going into the folder for the activity recording and this is where we've had a few problems on courses because that's often how we would do a track back on a course we kind of go to magnifying glass which is like we say where to select uh, current, current activity and that yeah. what crashes the gps unit on courses when we're doing that track back exercise but as you say we're going to go into the main menu and do it that way it yeah. I mean, the other way you can do it on the Montana 700, so John's mentioned about that track back that we talk about. So when you're recording an activity and at some point you say, right, I'm, I want to get back to the start. And again, you would have potentially used the spyglass and search for your, your, your activity recordings and current activity. Another thing you can do with the Montana 700, which is really quick as well, rather than using the spyglass, press and release the power button once and you get that menu where you can change the backlight setting, etc. And in there it says, activity recording at the top and when you touch on there you get a box open where you've got a few icons along the top and um, it shows you that you're recording and the third icon along the top which looks like a map when you touch on that you can then do the track back mm -hmm. that way as well that's brilliant fantastic so that's the montana 700 range and finally units with built-in batteries crashing what to do so i think you've had a few people ringing up saying they've had unit 66r 66i's uh, crashing uh, we've got this built-in battery 
and how what what can customers do to just well to reset them because normally we'd take that with the AA batteries or take yeah. the battery pack off wouldn't we yeah so if you've got a unit with a built-in battery and you find for some reason the unit freezes now this is a rare occurrence i'm not saying this happens all the time it is like a mini computer you can get the occasional freeze it might be you're navigating a track um, a route that you've sent to the unit that's too big for the unit and that might be the issue so if you did have a crash or a freeze potentially would get you to when you get the unit back on to stop navigating that route and check that everything's then okay so it could be a problem with a route you've sent to the unit but what most customers want to know is well yes there might be a problem like that but how how do I get my unit back on? So as John's mentioned, units with built um units with sorry that take the AA batteries, historically you would just take out the AA batteries, leave them out the unit for a few seconds, put them back in. What you do with a unit with a built-in battery when you can't get it to turn off and it has froze, you just hold the power button down for a good 15-20 seconds until the screen goes off. So rather than just holding the power button down like you normally do for a few seconds to turn it off, you just hold it down for a good 15-20 seconds until you see the, the screen go off and then turn it back on. That's all you need to do if you did, you know, unfortunately get a screen freeze, freeze. sorry, screen freeze, which is rare, but on a unit with a built-in battery. So if your unit just freezes, hold down the power button for 10 or 15 seconds and that's you see that you see the screen go off um and then i think what customers were doing they were holding it down for four or five seconds like you normally would and finding nothing was happening you've just got to be a bit more patient it's just like rebooting a computer when you have to reboot your your windows computer or potentially a mac computer <laughs> so Macs yeah. don't crash andy Macs don't <laughs> crash and then finally i'm just going to quickly talk about what you've been doing over the last month and regard the online resource you've been busy doing the uh, units uh, so the online training videos for the garmin gps map 65s so we're over 40 videos in now so in the past if you bought a 65s from us we didn't have a training module in the online resource people don't know our online resources our online training platform as training videos you get this free if you buy a gps unit from ourselves at gps training or you subscribe for 50 pounds a year and we didn't have any training modules for the 65s i know a lot of you were swap between the 66s training modules and also the 64s uh, one so you've set away and done all the training videos for the uh, garmin gps map 65 yeah that's so. virtually all done i think i've only got a couple of short ones to do now but the really the the majority of them are there now for your navigation and your waypoints or you know recording tracks just general overview of the unit so there's loads of videos there if you've got a 65s and any of you out there who are still using the 64 i would say it's worth having a look in the 65s videos because there's extra ones in there that will help you with your 64 because a lot of the things cross over from the 64 to the 65 but if you have got a 65 unit you'll be pleased to know there's a lot of videos there now that you can work through and get the grips with your unit have you enjoyed using that unit, Andy? Yeah, no, it's really good. Uh, what I like about the 65, I mean, the big change really from the 65, um, sorry, that the 65 has got from the 64, it has this multi uh, GNSS, so it's picking up um, a lot more satellites because it's using not just the GPS and GLONASS, we've got the Galileo satellites and it's the Japanese ones, isn't it? it I've, is got, I've forgotten the name of the Japanese yeah, yeah. ones. You don't see the name of the unit, you just know that when you've got the multi-GPS turned on, it's picking up a lot more satellites than, than other units and you just get a really good accuracy on it. So yeah, it's good. Fantastic. So if you want to watch all the all new training resource uh, for the Garmin GPS Map 65S, just go to the online resource, go to our website, which is gpstraining.co.uk and click on online resource on the top menu bar. And thank you, Andy, for joining me on this section of the GPS Training Podcast. The next thing on this month's GPS Training Podcast is a look at what you need to work through before you head away on your holidays with your GPS unit. So, Ian, 
what are the key things we need to think about before we go on holiday and really when we are on holiday when you're going on your gps unit um plan a few walks plan a few if walks. you've got consult your wife your partner about where they would like to go always a very important thing um i do this great little spiel uh, uh on my course john so uh, three years ago now we we were in france um and i had a walk one day and this is my little bit for traveling abroad on on the uh gps training course and i'd planned to walk out to the east of where we were staying from our bed and breakfast and my dear wife carol she said to me said i don't want to go that way i want to go the other way i want to go west um so i sat down and over the course of about five five minutes uh planned a new walk off the screen of the gps so so it's good because it's a sort of like a, a, a good practical, you know, you're on the holiday, your plans change, you can do this off the screen of your GPS. Um, so, but the moral of the story, you the should moral have done of the story it is, both ways before you're gone. Or check with your wife partner before, <laughs> before you start planning things. <laughs> but being the chief executive of the house, John, I just, I just don't, you know, my, that's my wife. Um, I don't have. <laughs> You realise you have no authority in anything. Well, I just, I just do what I'm told. Um, <laughs> right, okay. Um, yeah, so plan a few walks. Make sure you've got your GPS nicely up to date. Cleaned out, John. You know, get rid of the stuff that you don't need, stuff that you probably did two, three weeks ago that you're not going to need when you're on holiday. Um, make sure you, if you've got a GPS with batteries, make sure you've got some spare batteries with you. Um, maps very important to have a map with you of where where you're going, um, of the really the whole area, um, and yeah, then just again if you're going abroad, um, be ready when you. I mean, as I say to people in this country, because the magnetic variation is just so small, if you didn't calibrate your compass, I don't think that that's going to make you know it's not going to make that much of a difference. But certainly when you go abroad, it's it is one of those critical things, isn't it that um, you would certainly make sure that when you arrive that it's all locked onto the local satellites and the com compass has been calibrated. Um, yeah, and... Uh, local grid reference as well, really. I think we need to just... If we, uh, yeah, we are going overseas to change the uh, position format, isn't it? As absolutely, well, yeah, change the position format. Um, make sure that if you are going overseas that your paper map um, says that it's GPS compatible so that they will it will relate to your GPS. And you know it's the the old um, if you if if you haven't got one of the pre, if you're going to a country with no preset grid in the GPS that you use the UTM UPS grid setting. Um, and then quickly so, just look at mapping options. So um, again, if we're going in this country, we're going to use our ordnance survey more than likely. Absolutely. If we're in this yeah. country, if we're going overseas, yeah. we've got a number of options, haven't we, um, for overseas mapping? So yeah. you can buy the, the local maps for your GPS units. So. I always think they're about the same price as what we pay for ordnance survey. So if you are going to France, if you want full GB at a good scale, or sorry, full France at a good scale, you are going to be paying you know, £350 for that, that map card or, or, or less for a less scale. So you may think, well, that's an awful big investment if you're just going for a week's holiday in France. Um, 
But again, you can buy some open source mapping for it, or alternatively, Absolutely. you have got yeah. some topoactive mapping if you've got a new GPS unit with that built mm. in. So again, yeah. uh, you could you could get some open source mapping, um, which will be perfectly adequate, especially if you're doing, as you were saying, in downloading routes or planning your own routes. So again, if you're doing some pre-planning beforehand, downloading GPX files and things, it will mm. overlay quite nicely on either yes. your topoactive mapping or some open source mapping wouldn't yeah. so uh, yeah, have a look at that and again as you rightly say a bit of planning before you go because then you know what you expect if you've yeah. got some open source mapping you can have seen it on base camp or, or whatever before you go and uh, you kind of know what you're going to expect when you get there don't you yeah absolutely yeah as I say I, I think it's um, I mean I think the, the the amazing thing nowadays is just the sort of like the variety of mapping that you can actually find um to put onto a gps I, I think it's and actually so it's about four years ago now i think it was um we went to norway um for a week and we did a bit of had a couple, couple of days right in the middle of the holiday um where we were where we were walking literally right in the middle of nowhere and actually i found um i actually found some norwegian open street mapping so so it wasn't so we could have gone to that website the Freisite Carter website that I know we use a lot but I actually found <clears throat> excuse me some Norwegian open source mapping which was actually better the I mean it was not far shy of um, an ordnance survey map for, 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 for this country and mm -hmm. so it does pay if, if you are going to the you know anywhere just to have a bit of a hunt around to see what, what is available mm -hmm. um, it took a bit of time to sort out what I need to do because the website was in Norwegian, but um, you know it was still, it was yeah, it, it's it's worth having a look around. And there, are, um, I know, I'm, I mean, I don't know. Oh God, they change the rules all the time, don't they? So I know that if you go to Greece, um, can you go to Greece? Are we allowed to go to Greece? I think at we the are allowed to go to Greece at the moment. Yeah, I think yeah. so. So there's a company called um, Anavasi who do a lot of you know in in the past paper greek mapping but now they do you can do um download custom maps uh from the company and they're only a few quid um so they're sort of like um uh, custom maps that can be downloaded that that are compatible with Basecamp and the garmin gps so you know so that's a an alternative as well for people to see what you know other companies make um you know probably slightly better because the these anavasi maps are actually very good um you know, and the, and the, the, the downloads are very, very cheap. Mm -hmm. um, Brilliant. So, so just something to bear in mind if you are going away on holiday with your GPS unit this year, as Ian rightly says, plan your routes before you go. Have a plan and don't forget to plan those alternatives just in case your better half decides you should be going in an opposite direction. Absolutely. Set your GPS up if you are going overseas to the local grid reference and make sure that uh, you can usually get this from the uh, the map uh, that you're going to work alongside. If you've got GPS that runs off batteries, make sure you've got plenty of batteries and if you're not, your, your power adapter so you can charge power banks solar panels this kind of thing so you right it says calibrate your compass and then don't forget what map options you're going to have on that gps unit is it going to be your ordnance survey in this country topoactive mapping open source mapping local maps Ian was just talking about for greece to find out more about the various open source options that are on offer please go to our website which is gpstraining.co.uk and click on gps store and then maps <music> The next thing on this month's GPS Train podcast is Ask Ian. 
I see, Ian, you've sneaked three questions in rather than your unusual uh-huh. two this month. Well, I just, John, you know, I'm actually, you know, because the, the first month of the Oskian, I don't, you know, we, I think I had, I was, a, I was either one or two, but yeah, it was good. So we got three questions this month, John. Very good. And also Go on. one sat map, two Garmin. So Excellent. it's good. Excellent. Well done, you, the listeners, for emailing asking yes. at gpstraining.co.uk. Yeah. So the first question comes from a guy called Peter Wilkinson. He says, Hi, Ian. I have a question about my Garmin GPS map 66SR. He's modelled himself on you, Ian, here, having a 66SR. He's a lucky soul. Uh, we're now beginning the 20th of August, our next delivery date of 66SR. Really? <laughs> <laughs> it's now going to be eight weeks since I had them in stock. Summer, summer will have gone by then. You're going to be like these rowing machines down down one that were being sold for more money than we bought. For. I think you could uh, sell I'll, your success R for more than what you paid for it. I'll sell it back to you, John. <laughs> okay. So his question is: How do I change the color of my imported track? I want to do this because the default purple purple is difficult to see against roads when wearing sunglasses. I tried selecting a track in Save Tracks, clicking on Menu and Set Color. However, although when I find track and see it on the map, it is in a new colour. When I go, when I click on go, it reverts to purple. Any ideas would be appreciated. And I love actually Peter, attention to detail here. He spelt colour in, oh no, I read it, I read he spelt, sorry, colour, yeah, he spelt colour in the American way in the uh, in the third line down, which is the way it's actually in the, um, it's, that's the way it is in the garments, in C-O-L-O-R, isn't it? So, uh Oh, yeah, so it is. So he was looking at his GPS unit when he wrote it. So well done, Peter, for attention to detail at that point. (laughs) So, Ian, is there any way that Peter can change his uh, colour of his imported track? For a Garmin, sadly not. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Unlike a sat map, which we'll go on to in a minute. Um, Yeah, so although you'll get the track in a different colour, you can set the colour of an inactive track in a different colour when you start the active navigation of it, um, it goes back to this uh, magenta colour. Um, and that's the same for a route as well, isn't it? Uh-huh. it, it it's, um, which I think is, I think it's a shame now. Um, coupled with that, uh, my friend uh, Phil, who I, uh, people won't know, you know, I was up in London last night for, a, had a few beers with a few ex-colleagues and my friend Frivolities Phil Frivolities in up. the city of London. Yes, I know, I know, I know. Well, <laughs> I was talking to Phil about a week ago because um, Phil is a very, very keen cyclist um, and he bought a Montana from the company, Montana 700 from the company about a year ago. And he was telling me he just bought a very expensive new pair of cycling glasses that were yellow. Um, and he said, the problem is, is that I can't see this magenta track. And I think it's interesting how suddenly, you know, people are finding this for whatever reason that, you know, is it because suddenly it's the sunglasses, cycling glasses that are being sold? I don't know. But, you know, like clearly no one at Garmin potentially has seen the problem um, with the colour. Now, I'm going to stand to be corrected by some one of our podcast listeners, John, but I've actually done a bit of research into this. And and go on, go on, go on. So, uh, so the sort of like magenta purple colour is not a true color on the uh, spectrum. Blue is, but it's it's obviously that end of the color spectrum, mm-hmm. what Garmin give us. So if you then look at what the color filters do, the yellow, a yellow filter filters out blue, the blue color. Ah, right. 
and so and Phil interestingly had bought I think I think his first set were I can't remember whether because he said he had I think orange and now he's got yellow or it could be the other way around but it's just that clearly the and I say I probably sound to be correct because there's someone out there who's probably some physicist or or someone who works in this field but it seems that yellow color filters filter out the blue color mm -hmm. and i know as i say the magenta color is not blue but it's that part of the spectrum so i think that's got something you know so I've, so i hope you're impressed with this bit i'm of, very um, impressed by your your knowledge on the, uh, the color here. <laughs> <laughs> so he's right well, so again there's not there's no way we can change the color of that yeah, and, and it, yeah. it sounds like if we're wearing a, a yellow sunglasses uh, as we I mean I don't know if that is the case yeah. but yeah. and if people know exactly, they could just yeah. you could just email ask yeah. Ian at gpstraining.co.uk yeah. I'd say um, if anyone can tell us a bit more about what colour sunglasses they they wear that work or don't work again that's useful you know a bit of useful information for um uh for all our customers really isn't it but we can change it on a sat map Ian. I know um and I know you see Peter's not got think, a sat map but uh, on a sat map we, we are able to change that colour aren't we and you see, I think this is an in another because this this so this thought's just sprung to mind. So the boss of Satmap, our good friend Howard, mm -hmm. he is a very keen cyclist, isn't he? Mm -hmm. Why is it that on a Satmap you can change the colour of a route? I don't know. I we'll have to ask Howard. <laughs> yeah, it can't be that complicated thing to do, really. Change the colour. No, like, we can change no. like we can change lots of other things. Why can't we yeah. change that, really? So I'll put the I'll put the instructions of how to do that on a sat map in the uh, in the podcast notes underneath. So again, if you've got a sat map, um, I'll, there's the instructions how you can do that in there. Next question comes from a gentleman called Neil Rothwell. He said, "I recently restarted using Barmaget." using Basecamp to plot routes for transfer to my GPS unit. Now when I create the waypoints, the software seems to jump backwards, so I end up at a series of unintended spikes between my waypoints. What has gone wrong? If I plot a track instead, it seems okay. I have updated Basecamp to the current version. Hope you can help. Best wishes, Neil Rothwell. I know the answer to this one, Ian, but I'll let you... <laughs> well... My take on it is is that Neil, um, so Neil, I think the problem is is that you've just got the wrong activity profile selected. I mean, that has to be it. And it could be the wrong activity profile. Don't forget that when you're talking about that, so that's the routing um, option on Basecamp and the routing option on your GPS. Um, that that is almost 100% seems to be the problem. You will have it set up as a walking or hiking rather than direct routing when he's outside a national park. That's what it would be, won't it, Ian? So, out, sorry, so when he's outside, because he'll be outside a national park and he'll have it so, set up as as hiking, and therefore he keeps yes, snapping to the yeah, roads. That's absolutely, what will happen. So yeah, yeah, if, you've got, yeah. if you if you've got an activity yeah, yeah. profile, there's a drop down menu where you slit your activity, and, and rightly so, you choose. Well, not rightly, wrongly, but you, in your mind, the correct one is you set walking or hiking as your activity. Yeah. But if you're outside a national park, you don't then get that routable feature. You need to set it up as direct. Direct, routing. yeah. And what absolutely. it would do when he says a spike, every time he clicks on a waypoint and then the next waypoint, it will snap to the nearest road and snap and back take again. take you around the corner. And then, <laughs> and then do that. So those, that's what yeah. that's that's what you'll be exp yeah. experiencing there, yeah. won't you? Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's that's what you need to do, Neil. So change the activity profile if you're outside National Park to direct routing on Basecamp, and also make sure that when you put it, send it to your GPS, that it's also in the direct, the routing is direct as well. Obviously, if you're inside a National Park, you could use the hiking profile if you wanted to. 
but he would then see it snap to the paths rightly Abs- rather than actually yes. snapping to the nearest yeah, road. Yeah, going back to the road, yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So just yeah. take up that, uh, and I'll put the instructions in the, uh, in the podcast notes of how to do that. Next, and final question from Andy Piper. Andy has a sat map. So he says, I'm getting to grips with sat map Active 20 and planning on Expedition t- Expedition 2, although I am struggling with one aspect that would be grateful of some advice. Planning a beeline route is fine. Following it on the sat map is fine. What I can't seem to do is add a, some kind of marker to show my planned coffee stops or lunch stops. I don't know if it's possible, but, if it's, but it would really appreciate some pointers on how to do this. So he's planning his route, no problem, but he wants to put yep. in some yeah, markers for his, as he says, his lunch stops, his coffee yeah. stops. How could he do yeah. that, Ian? Um, way he does it is, Andy, what you need to do is to create a POI, so an expedition point of interest. So on the, in Expedition 2, uh, under the route planning option on the side, right side window bar, that bit, um, underneath it, you can create a POI, point of interest. So select where you want to put the point of interest, you can edit it so you can change that POI to whatever you want to call it. Um, and then when you do the export, so when you export your route, export the point of interest with it um, or, or how many you got. Um, and then they will show on the, uh, so when you're on the map, on the GPS map of your, your Active 20, um, as well as the route, the POIs will show as well. Um, and it's nothing more complicated than that. Unfortunately, with um, uh, Expedition 2, you can't sort of like like you could on Basecamp, you can't integrate them as part of a um, route, but the way to do it is say, it's just to create these point of interests um, on Expedition 2 and send them to your GPS. That's fantastic. So... This, again, there's instructions that Ian's put here, so I'll pop those in the notes. So if you want to know how to do that for Expedition 2 yourself, there's step-by-step, there's six steps you need to go through, and then you can get up and running with that. So if you've got any questions that you have to ask Ian in next month's GPS Training Podcast, please just email askian at gpstraining.co.uk. The next thing on this month's GPS Training Podcast is a quick look at the YouTube channel for GPS Training. So it's a special month for the GPS Training uh, YouTube channel, Ian. Um, if you subscribe to our YouTube channel in August, you're going to get entered into a free draw to win a really? Sport 25 Solar Kit, which is going to be a Sport 25 and a Falcon 7 Solar Panel 5 Power Traveller. So thank you very much, Power Traveller, for that gift. Um, but again, that's worth £105. Um, so if you if you want to be entered in that draw, just go to YouTube, type in GPS Training in the search box, find our channel, and subscribe to our channel. It's um, Have you looked at the channel recently or not, Ian? Not recently, no. Mm-hmm. A big, a big announcement here, Ian, actually. I'm, I'm going to have to uh, just puff my chest out a little bit. Go on. I'm now being paid by YouTube. Because we have so many subscribers and our videos have been paid so much, um, we're now a partner with so we actually get fifty five percent of all the ad revenue that is played during our videos. So um you had to have over X thousand subscribers, you had to be asked to be incorporated into so now we're an official partner of YouTube we are. So uh, thank You've you got very much. Five point one five um five thousand subscribers. Five point one thousand subscribers, thank 5. you. Five point one two yeah, mm, yeah, 5,000, yeah. If you're interested, you can go on to and, and look at the most recent video, which was uploaded uh, yesterday, which is the latest Walk and Talk. 
You can see my dear wife and my dear dog on it if you want to. As I Is take that the, the look, I work 35, 35? 35, see my walking sort of 35. Yeah, I'm too. looking at it. So uh, yeah, my wife said, I want to go for a walk. So you're only for a walk if we do a walk and talk. So uh, I take that. I think they're brilliant, John. I think your walk and talks are brilliant. <laughs> Downhill they are. So yeah, no, no, yeah. I, I think I think they're really good because people want to see what they do, don't don't mm-hmm. they? They don't just want to see what the unit looks like. They want to see what what you can do with them, mm-hmm. and I think they are very good. So people don't know the walk and talk. We do various things on YouTube, or as a channel, we do various things. We've kind of I've really got them into like into into four categories, five categories. As Ian was saying, the walk and talk series. A walk and talk series is where I go for a walk and talk with a GPS unit. So I go out. Um, usually 15, 20, 25 minute um, uh, video. They're usually anything from a four or five mile walk to a 20 mile walk where I take a GPS unit and I kind of do an in-depth look at it, how it works, benefits of it, et cetera, et cetera. And I've done it for various units uh, to date. I'm doing one of those a month. I'm trying to do one of those a month. We also do our best playing videos. Actually, I do a series which is called the Best GPS Unit Series. So throughout the year, I create best budget, best top end, and best large green GPS units. So you'll see those more than likely on our website, but they're also on YouTube as well. And again, it's a really good if people are researching what GPS units they want. And to be honest, it's one of our most popular played videos there. They know they get so many people are watching those and trying to understand it. Um, we do product reviews. So again, uh, we do product reviews on power packs, unboxing GPS units, videos looking at map options and this kind of thing, uh, which are the product reviews. We do top tips for out using outdoor GPS units. So again, if we get a lot of people asking questions, we'll do a top tip video helping people through that. And then of course, some of our podcasts we record. So um, there's a category in there, which is podcasts. So sometimes if I've got a guest, um, as, as you more than likely will know, I kind of do, Ian and I do these via Zoom calls. So occasionally I will record yes. that Zoom call and upload it onto YouTube. Um, or alternatively, if I have a guest on, I'll kind of cut that out and upload that onto YouTube. They're, and again, they will be, you know, they're up to an hour in length, aren't they, really? Yes. Um, so again, if you if you want to see what we look like and see us uh, in front of our Zoom calls. And my kitchen. <laughs> and Ian's kitchen. <laughs> so you've not got your office back yet then, Ian, have you not? Ah, oh, no. <laughs> soon <laughs> is this why you built a shed in the garden is it uh, yeah. <laughs> i've been kicked out <clears throat> been kicked out of my uh my office so now build a shed instead <clears throat> hey lockdowns a lot to be answered for hasn't it uh, <laughs> so yeah there's lots of various things there on the on the youtube channel um do take a look. What we're trying to do is on the YouTube channel is I'm trying to upload every Wednesday. So every Wednesday I'm trying to upload. So I'm kind of going through a cycle like walk and talk, um, long form review, um, something else. So I was editing one last night, you know, top five tips for using outdoor GPS units. So that's going to go in a couple of weeks time and then we'll do another. So I'm kind of doing outside, indoors, outside, indoors. That's what we're trying to do every, every Wednesday morning. And then You'll see that in our newsletter that goes out on a Friday. So my idea is upload on Wednesday, give some time to kind of get all my links in place, and then the newsletter on Friday tends to flag up that either it's either being embedded on our website or alternatively you can go directly to YouTube. But a yeah, massive amount of uh, watches on it. I know that video you were looking at was uploaded at 11 o'clock yesterday morning. I don't know how many views it has so far, that walk and talk. I think it's, it was up well over 300, I think, this morning. So uh, it's... Um, it's got quite uh, three hundred and twelve views, John. Twelve views in, in. Yes, I found I found Jane and Trudy as well. <laughs> <laughs> What's he been talking? Jane and Trudy. <laughs> <laughs> she's on to walk and talk. So yeah. 
<laughs> That's a good fun there, trying to introduce them onto the... Uh, well, for me, uh, for that one, classic example, E-Trex to 25. It's, if I was going doing 25-mile walks in the Cheviots, would I go out with that GPS unit? More than likely not. I would go with my 66i, 66s, 66sr, something 65 or something like that. But if I'm that person who goes for my nice, you no, know, as I was there, going with my wife and dog, going for a nice walk locally, um, you know, on a, on a Saturday morning, would I take a, 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 an E-Trex uh, 35 team? Yes, I would. I think it's a cracking GPS unit. Mm. And that's what I've tried to portray in those videos. So, again, you know, you'll see the 65S, which I think is quite a hardcore GPS unit. I do a 19-mile walk in pouring rain. But the E-Trex 35 is a bit more of that you know, family-orientated, that bit more of a local walk kind of thing. That's that's what I use. You know, do a bit of cycling with it, do a bit of walking with it. So I bring my wife along, bring the dog along, and that's the way I perceive that GPS to kind of sit in the marketplace. So there is a little bit of thought goes into these things, hopefully, anyway. I like so. the latest comment on it, John. Hello, another great from David Martin. Hello, another great video. Do you expect to have the Garmin 66 <laughs> SR in stock soon? <laughs> <laughs> do, you know how many, do you know how many times I answer that question a day? You know, I'm going to say four times every really? day. Somebody asked me the question, when you get 66 hours in stock, when you get 66 hours in stock. So. <laughs> anyway, even on YouTube, I'll upload a video and people yeah. should know when the 66 hours are. It doesn't matter about the yeah. video. Hey, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Worth all weekend putting a video together. <laughs> the funny thing is when the 66 hours come in stock, we don't ever market them because they just sell anyway. They're just going to go, <laughs> aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> they'll come in, they'll go. So um, yeah, yeah. a few boxes ordered, they'll come in and they'll go because we've got so yeah. many people waiting for them. So. <laughs> anyway, don't forget, if you subscribe to the GPS Training YouTube channel in August, um, you get entered in this draw to win the free solar panel and power pack. Uh, so again, just go onto our YouTube channel and just click subscribe. And finally... Many thanks for listening to this month's GPS Training Podcast. If there are any subjects you would like to cover in future podcasts, please do get in touch. Just ask us anything and we can cover it in a future podcast. Give us a call, especially if you're thinking about buying a new GPS unit. And please do take a look at both our physical GPS training courses and also our webinars. Just go to our website, which is gpstraining.co.uk and click on GPS Training Courses. Please do, please do tell a friend about the GPS Training Podcast and encourage them to subscribe on whatever platform they listen to. And don't forget, if you can, give us a five-star review and, and leave us a, a written review on whatever platform you listen to. It would be very much appreciated. And many thanks, Ian, for joining me on this month's GPS Training Podcast. Welcome, Okay, after your night out, you managed to uh, plough yeah, through yeah, this one. Yeah, Ian was yeah. a little bit concerned. I'll be honest here, because he said, I'm going out the night before in London. And I, said, oh. I said, oh, I said, if you come with a hangover, yeah. you know, I'll just rip yeah. you to pieces, I, you know. So. I, I did sort of wake up with a bit of a headache this morning, but I've sort of like, you know, I woke, I've, I've, I've woken up, John. You've woken up. Over the I've last hour, up. you've woken up. That's I've, good to know, Ian. I've, I've, I've survived. <laughs> I survived. Well done, you. So thanks, Ian, for joining me. And, no, uh, and look forward to speaking to you all again in next month's GPS Training Podcast. Thanks for listening to the GPS Training Podcast, the monthly podcast keeping you up to date with everything in the world of outdoor GPS navigation.